0: This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi everyone and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today I'll be discussing human attraction and the dark side of chemistry. We all love chemistry, right? It's a spark, a buzz, it's butterflies, it's exciting and makes you feel alive. It's a magical thing that can't be manufactured. The very unexpectedness, the way it catches us off guard is part of the joy, pleasure and excitement. Do you look back on the early days of your relationship with fondness for that fresh energy, the thrill of hearing that person's voice, seeing and touching them, the magical spontaneous spark lit between you both? Now, of course, we all want chemistry, but did you know Just as chemistry is spontaneous, magical, and unpredictable, it's not simple, and it actually has a real dark side. In fact, there's good chemistry and bad chemistry. Did you also know that our connection with someone and a potential relationship with them are two very separate things? In this podcast, you'll learn about what's behind the mysterious chemistry of human attraction, why some chemistry is dark and even known as fatal attraction in science and how to manage this dark side, why it's important to find the right chemistry and how to reignite and revitalise this with your partner. Now, of course, we all want chemistry, but chemistry indicates not just positive alignments between people, and few people realise that it also indicates the potential problems we'll have to deal with if we're in a relationship with that person. As relationship expert Harville Hendricks wrote in an early book, if you feel butterflies run, head for the hills, basically the more chemistry, the more problems we'll have with this person. This dark chemistry is a powerful phenomenon that brings us to our knees. It's one of the main catalysts that brings people to therapy. It doesn't discriminate between weak and strong characters or social class or ethnicity, and it's typically part of domestic violence. This dramatic chemistry can also produce great sex, of course, but not usually a long-lasting great relationship. Think of the famous actors Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, and their reported on again, off again, tempestuous, passionate love affair. Now, knowing there's good chemistry and bad chemistry, presumably most people are looking for the good. And when looking for a relationship, this is important. So we need to know how to identify that and to remember there will still be problems to deal with for the very things that we're initially attracted to will also be the things we struggle with later in relationships. And this is known as the ambivalence of attraction and relationships. For instance, the kind, compassionate person you first fell for will probably drive you crazy later for their perceived weakness and attention and kindness given to other people. And if we've had good chemistry and a good connection and a good relationship with a partner, and then it fades, can it be restored? What can we do to reignite and revitalise chemistry? So what's the science behind the mysterious chemistry of human attraction? According to Dr. Zana Brangolova, an adjunct professor of human sexuality at New York University, sexual chemistry is the very strong but ineffable feeling that you feel in your body when you're attracted to someone. Typically, this attraction is physical, but it can be intellectual or emotional as well. This romantic chemistry is often described as a spark we feel when meeting someone. It's what most of us seek as an indicator of a strong connection. But what is causing that spark? Well, chemistry results from several different factors, physical and sexual attraction, mental stimulation, shared values and interests, and many more factors. Recent research defines interpersonal chemistry as a perceived instant connection that exists when meeting a person for the first time, an experience that indicates their interaction is something more than the sum of their separate parts or contributions. A recent study found that it takes only five minutes for us to evaluate compatibility and often less than an hour in a first time interaction between two people for them to determine the type of relationship that will be pursued. No relationship, casual friendship, close friendship, or romantic relationship. Romantic love typically follows romantic chemistry. In 2016, a study referred to romantic love as a natural, often positive addiction that evolved millions of years ago as part of our survival strategies to promote bonding and reproduction. When interacting with a person we're attracted to, our brains increase the certain neurotransmitters or chemicals associated. A Harvard University article cites the work of a team of scientists led by Dr. Helen Fisher at Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey, which shows high levels of dopamine are released during attraction. Dopamine is known as the pleasure neurotransmitter. The the chemical makes us giddy, energetic, euphoric, and can lead to decreased appetite and insomnia, which is why we actually can be so in love that we can't eat nor sleep. If we move into a relationship, attachment becomes important, and the two main hormones here appear to be oxytocin and vasopressin. Oxytocin is often nicknamed the cuddle hormone. As I mentioned, there are variations in the way attraction works. A fairly new term, sapiosexuality, meaning literally wise, sexual, is a type of sexuality that involves being more attractive by a person's mind than by their physical appearance. In order to feel sexually attracted to another person, a sapiosexual person must first feel intellectually stimulated. While sexual chemistry produces new relationships, it inevitably fades over time, typically 18 to 24 months after, and emotional and intellectual connections are needed for longer-lasting relationships, and hence the need for the chemical oxytocin. Dating apps are great tools for building confidence, practicing dating, and learning about the dark sides of attraction. But without the physical cues, it's very hard to gauge whether a connection is really going to be there until we meet. Conversations held on dating apps can create an illusion of chemistry or an illusion there's not going to be chemistry. But regardless of how you meet, it's important to spend time and allow chemistry to unfold. And good chemistry does usually take time to unfold. So what about the dark side of chemistry? Why is chemistry sometimes dark and even known as fatal attraction in the scientific literature? Fatal attraction in the academic literature isn't just like the movie with Glenn Close boiling a bunny rabbit. It refers to when the attraction is doomed from the beginning. And yes, in some cases, this dark chemistry tragically leads to domestic violence. People often want to feel butterflies when they first meet someone, but this is typical of dark, bad, and even dangerous chemistry. In fact, brain scans have shown that the brain of someone who's infatuated is similar to that of someone experiencing psychosis. It's important to note connection and relationship are two very separate things. I find many people get them confused and have trouble separating the two. And of course, most of us want the two together. That is a good love connection with a good relationship. It's completely possible to have a great connection and even be in love with someone who you just can't have a relationship with or a good one. Think of unrequited love for someone who's not interested, or already in a relationship. Acclaimed actor and comedian John Cleese co wrote with a psychiatrist, Robin Skinner, the book entitled Families and How to Survive Them. It was a bestseller and a psychological textbook during my postgraduate psychology degree. It was first published in 1983. It's very funny and extremely insightful as a self-help book illustrated throughout with cartoons. In one section, there's a cartoon of a cocktail party and across the crowded room, an attractive young man and woman meet and lock eyes in obvious, intense attraction. While we see these two seeming to find each other visibly attractive, this is only what's happening for them on a conscious level. The main chemistry or attraction is happening on the unconscious level and for reasons far beyond the physical good looks or social compatibility that we see and that they see. In fact, in the cartoon, the unconscious thought bubble shared by these two reads, what a divinely damaged person. And then there are love hearts in that message. This invisible attraction happens when psychological wounds or problems hidden deep inside us are triggered or activated by another person's wounds. If we act on this attraction, it will eventually hurt us by taking us to our own wounds or darkness. So back to the couple at the cocktail party. The male thinks he's drawn to the female's strong, sexy appearance, but a deeper attraction is also happening beyond his control. Let's say it's her wound of being abused in childhood. If this couple develop a relationship, this wound will eventually be triggered, possibly in the form of rage and abuse towards him, which has the power to break his heart and devastate him. Let's say the woman thinks she's attracted to his gentleness, but he has a deeper wound of learned helplessness from being abused or abandoned himself as a child. Over time in the relationship, this would be triggered as an inability to deal with her or with the world, which in turn has the power to make her feel abandoned and alone, just as she was as a child when unprotected from abuse. Now, you may ask, why would we be attracted to someone who's only going to hurt us so badly? Well, it actually makes perfect sense from a psychological perspective. The pain that eventually results from chemistry, even from positive, healthy chemistry, can start us on a journey to heal the original wounds that have now been exposed. As long as we don't get stuck in the blame game of simplistically thinking the other person just caused us this immense pain, because they mostly exposed our pain to ourselves we can finally become consciously aware of our deeper wounds and hopefully heal them and sometimes within the same relationship if it's a healthy one or on our journey to a healthier relationship and this is why i say the more chemistry the more problems dr harvel hendricks and wife of over 30 years dr helen lakelly hunt internationally respected couples therapists and New York Times best-selling authors together have written over 10 books with more than 4 million copies sold, including the timeless classic Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples. So what's the solution? Now of course we all want chemistry but it's important to remember there's good chemistry and bad chemistry. People change in relationships sometimes and that's an indicator that this is probably bad chemistry when their personality seems to change, their behaviour changes. Typically good chemistry finds warm, fuzzy feelings to start with and feels like it's growing as we progress in getting to know each other, whereas bad chemistry feels like butterflies, shock or even powerlessness right from early on. Dating apps can be used for building confidence, practicing dating and learning about the dark sides of attraction such as these, but keep online chat brief. Aim for a voice chat as quickly as possible. If the physical cues or audible cues don't engage you in a good and happy way, don't bother meeting. It's important to avoid becoming jaded by time consuming and emotional investment using dating apps. Importantly, be open to good chemistry striking you whenever you're out and about, sometimes in the least expected places. So, how to manage the dark side? When you meet someone and you're interested in them, keep yourself honest by telling a trusted friend or person and work out if this is good chemistry or not. This person can, of course, be a psychologist. If it turns out that this is dark chemistry and a dark attraction, There's no shame here. In my experience, very few people have healed sufficiently before they're attracted and discover wounds deep within themselves. And what if we find ourselves caught up in the dark attraction, which can be extremely hard to control and where a lot of people need help? We're all potentially at risk of being blindsided by dark chemistry, particularly if you've had a difficult childhood. Have you ever seen someone you care about under the spell of another person in this way? The other person's typically charismatic or is a bully, a manipulator, may have hijacked and taken over that person you care about psychologically. Indeed, many decades ago, I fell prey to a person like this. Luckily, I still had enough of my senses to reach out to a friend who said, I'm watching you going down the gurgler. And lucky it was enough to jolt me back to reality chemistry can change. That is, we may no longer feel attracted in that dark way to those dark people. And it's remarkable when it happens. It's wonderful to see other people heal in this way and even to find that in ourselves. I remember when an old friend had met a new man and was resisting seeing him again. And she said, he's not my type. And I said, good, he's probably the one in that case. She'd had a history of picking bad boys and had had her heart severely broken. Sure enough, this good guy soon became attractive and they've been very happily married for many years now. So most people want and look for good chemistry. And if we've had good chemistry with a partner and then the newness and mystery make way for the routines of real life, and chemistry fades between a couple, what can we do to reignite and revitalise it? Chemistry in a long-term healthy relationship is like the embers of a fire that once burnt bright. The embers can usually be brought back to the original power, but not beyond that power. Couples need to discuss their sexual beliefs and preferences, changing beliefs, wishes, and preferences, and desires and needs. And usually there's a need for an intellectual and emotional connection to continue to fan the flames again and help chemistry last. Chemistry can be built and rebuilt by shared humor, laughter and values. And remember, for some, it's intellectual connection that builds sexual chemistry. For others, it's visual attraction or emotional connection. It's important to understand each other's so-called love language or ways we feel loved, whether it's by being seen, touched, heard, appreciated, understood or time spent together. Other tips include regular date nights, usually once a week, surprises and romantic gestures, shared hobbies, getaways and sexy things to spice up your sex life. So regardless of how we meet, good chemistry may start with a spark but usually unfolds as we spend time together. But butterflies or overwhelming chemistry usually indicates bad chemistry that will end in tears, but can lead to healing. Experts agree that chemistry is important to the success of a lasting, fulfilling relationship. The way chemistry plays out is different for each couple. What's more important is that each couple understands what works for them and be committed to nurturing the chemistry between them. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist service on 1800 333 497 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline, again 24-7 on 1800 55 1800 and both are free of charge. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.